Art is too important not to share. Welcome to the Allie and Callie ArtCast. I'm Allie. And I'm Callie. And we're with the Coeur d'Alene Arts and Culture Alliance. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. We're back. Yes, we are. <laughs> and it's summertime in Coeur d'Alene. It and is. it's beautiful. And there's a million people here. Yep. And we have the privilege today of being here with not only a very amazing amazing person Talented. in our community, yes. but she's also a good friend of ours. She is. Yes, Jeanette Laster from HREI, Yay. which is the Human Rights Education Institute. Yes. Yay, Jeanette! Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. We're so glad you're here. It is fun because we do this thing. Yes. We are in this group of women. We call ourselves the Wild Women, and we do these Wild Women retreats. <laughs> yes, and they are wild. And they are wild. <laughs> they are wild. And they are really fun. We go camping for uh, two nights. Two nights. Last time, we actually went in tents to Farragut National Park. It was awesome. And it was great. We could we went hiking. Yep. We did yoga. Oh, no, tai chi. Tai chi. The first time we did yoga, didn't we? No, we danced around the fire. We danced around the fire with it was our kind beautiful of yoga. It was yoga-like. Yes. It was you should have wild woman-ish. <laughs> <laughs> and we made our crowns. We did. We did. Natural. Things. Out of natural, Chelsea Cordova, a local artist in town, led us through mm -hmm. that really cool art project. It was wonderful. And the food was great. Oh, and remember that um, dinner that Jeanette made? Oh, It was, yes. what was that called, Jeanette? It was like a... Oh. Over overindulged spaghetti. Yeah, <laughs> it was so good. It was. So it had good. eggplant, didn't it? Yeah, it, it had eggplant. eggplant. Yeah, it, did. it was delicious. It yeah, was we so cooked yummy. everything outside. It was. So it was good. <laughs> Everyone's responsible for a meal or snacks. And right. It's fun. There might be a little bit of drinking there, involved. There is a little bit of drinking. Yeah. Just, just pretty a little fun, bit. though. But, but it's, it's fun. So, We've been checking out the, the parks in our area. Trying to figure out where we can go next time. Yeah. So I've got to get my back in. we got to hurry and get because the campgrounds are full. It, I know. Are. Yeah, it's really hard to we get We might have to be in someone's in backyard. I think <laughs> it's going to have to be. <laughs> Yeah. It's so crowded. What it, Jeanette calls it dry camping when oh, you go I like and that. there's no public toilet. I have a little issue with that. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it, Allie. Yeah. I know I can. Do it's, I want to? It's fun. <laughs> it's nature's way. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway. So, Jeanette, I want you to tell us a little bit about yourself, your background, and what brought you to the Human Rights Education Institute? Well, I have probably been in North Idaho for a little under 15 years. I came here to build the Croc Center. And once the Croc Center was finally finished and the aquatics department was built out and trained, I stepped out of that role and went to United Way. Oh. Served there for a couple years and did um, community impact work and then found myself volunteering for the wonderful institute um, on some events that they had done in the past. And then one thing led to another. I was asked to move over as a permanent employee. Oh. And so here I am. 
Wow. And you you really are amazing. You do some amazing things and in fact got a couple of awards this last year. Yes, I yeah. yeah. What what were those awards? Well, she got Woman of the Year That's in, right. uh, for from the Seroptimists. That's awesome. And I believe an NIC award. I what was that award? I don't remember. That one was also a Woman of the a Year. A Woman of the Year <laughs> so, from NIC. And I don't like those things. I but. know, but that's but that's an honor. And twice. Well, it just speaks to what you are doing you in work. this community. Yes. And I think it's really, really important. Well deserved. Absolutely. Well, yeah. thank you for that. But it really does take a team of people to mm-hmm. do what we do. And so when I get those honors, I feel like it's for the whole group. Oh, well, that's perfect. Of course. And that's what a humble person should say. (laughs) (laughs) It was an honor to be selected both Mm -hmm. times. So, So, yeah, you do have a team working for you. I love that. You do have AmeriCorps AmeriCorps Vistas working for you, right? Mm -hmm. We have two positions. They're actually currently open. Our last two ended this last month. And so one is for um, the Higher Education Resources and Opportunities Program, which is a, um, a program that focuses on um, building women into positions where they can be financially sustainable with higher education or technical training. And so that position is a coordinator's position. Mm-hmm. And we also have an AmeriCorps Vista position for our volunteering and community outreach and resources. And so that position um, primarily focuses on our volunteer program and building up resources within the organization um, to help capacity building. Mm-hmm. So, And there are two great, really great, we've been very lucky to have two great VISTAs in the past and we expect mm-hmm. to have two great VISTAs again. Yay! And looking to fill those before the end of the summer. Oh, perfect, right. good. So, How do they find out about that? Right. So it is on um, line, Mm -hmm. and there is a link on our website as well as on the um, United Way of North Idaho's website because they are the umbrella organization for that VISTA program. Oh, okay. cool. So um, they can find the information there. And the, um, you have to apply through AmeriCorps. Mm-hmm. There are benefits. Sometimes mm-hmm. there's child care and relocation, and sometimes there's school stipends. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes it um, a really beneficial uh, program for a retiree who wants to go back to school or a Absolutely. student who is just trying to figure out what they want to do with their career. Mm-hmm. Right. Did you know that I was an AmeriCorps VISTA? I did not know I that. I was. I was for three years. I was an AmeriCorps VISTA at... St. Vincent de Paul, oh. and started the Art on the Edge program oh, as part of that. That was my project. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That I was really that amazing. Program. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was really fun. and. Yeah. Well, I think it's just a great opportunity for a young person to kind of gain experience mm-hmm. um, in an organization. And we do tailor all of our volunteer internship and AmeriCorps um, positions with opportunities to meet the student or the community member's goals. So if they're looking to expand in a certain area of training, we will do that for them. We will help them with that, build build those skills. That's cool, Mm -hmm. yeah. Hmm. So tell us a little bit about the programs that you do. So we're we're gearing up towards summer programs currently at the moment. 
and most of those are centered around the community. We'll have um, participation in many vendor opportunities in the park and for family days, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. We partner with the Coeur d'Alene Police Department on Movies in the Park and do the pre-movie activities. Oh, I love that. Yes, and we're going to be partnering with the museum also. They're going to be showing some uh, black and white older films this uh, oh, cool. summer, so it'll be great time for people to get out just in time post-COVID. And um, most of our programs are centered around gap programming for the school districts, K through 12. Mm -hmm. And we um, center those, uh, so we don't replace bullying prevention that's already in the school or education centered around human rights or multicultural days. We fill in where a teacher or an educator may need mm -hmm. um, to fill in a gap or find a resource for. So somebody might be doing um, a Native American um, unit in their classroom and they may find the need to have a presenter come in and we have resources for that. Or maybe they need some craft activities centered around uh, Native American history and so we have mm -hmm. those as well. And so we can build those up and bring those into the classroom and support the teacher in that way. Right. And don't is that what you call the, like the trunk? The traveling trucks. The traveling yes. trucks. So, so it, they can be checked out or we can present them with our student internships or our retired teachers mm -hmm. program. So. I love that. So it's like a classroom in a box mm -hmm. That's that great. you are able to send and it's already, yeah. the curriculum's already written. That's right? correct. And, it, and um, we do follow um, standards. So our local standards, and or state standards rather. And they um, have different pieces of information that will... Um, that people can touch or feel or see. So every unit has something that um, sparks each sense of the child. Mm -hmm. So it might be a visual presentation or a video or their, the craft where it's hands-on mm -hmm. or um, you know a reading piece um, or a physical activity like a game that could be done outside, those kinds of things. Right, so, yeah. oh, that's cool. It's really great. It's fun to see the kids interact with um, the retired teachers and with the student interns. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's great. Looking to sell or seeking that dream home? Nancy White of Coeur d'Alene Portfolio Real Estate is not your average real estate agent. Known as the real estate queen, Nancy has consistently garnered awards and accolades in sales production, education and leadership while continuing to volunteer locally. And she is an avid supporter of our local arts community. Coeur d'Alene Portfolio Real Estate promises local real estate expertise plus concierge level service. Call Nancy today at 208-818-1126. Tell us about, well, HREI and where and what they're working on right now. How, how are they involved in the community right now? So one of our focuses um, is centered around business education and we've developed a human rights consortium with large employers. Um, after the height of um, the BLM movement and COVID last year and all of the conflict in our community and our nation, um, many of the businesses wanted to speak out about things that um, they didn't feel were right in their community or unfair. And many of their employees were addressing issues within their, in their uh, 
organizations concerned about um, diversity issues or mm -hmm. racial inequities, mm -hmm. those uh, job inequities, those kinds of things. And so we formed this consortium with these large um, business employers, and they their primary goal is to take positions and to work on diversity, equity, inclusion, and access education within their organizations as well as outside and influencing being leaders in the community and influencing other businesses to partake in this type of action. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so they've made a couple position statements in regards to things that have um, transpired in the community that have been negative and primarily centered around giving the outside world a um, negative feel about Coeur d'Alene. And so that's where they've stood up. We have had some incidences where employers have tried to recruit from outside of the area, and because of conflict within our region, they have chosen not to come here. Mm, and so right. people like physicians that were being recruited for specialty services. Which we need desperately. Yeah, right. exactly. Or teachers. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's been some controversy around that. And so the businesses really wanted to make a, a statement. A statement. Mm -hmm. And so with this consortium, this um, group of, like I said, large employers in the region, mm -hmm. uh, they are really emphasizing that um, we can create positive change within our organizations and it is possible to lead from the business community. And we have... Um, representatives serving on that consortium from city leadership to the hospitals to the university sector, members of the Coeur d'Alene tribe, um, and um, some individual business partners. Mm -hmm. um, Evans Brothers Coffee is one of those. Mm -hmm. Woo! Oh, we, oh, we ding the bell when we when we name drop. Oh. <laughs> I see that in Rotary. That's a fine. Oh. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> yeah. So um, it's just a great opportunity for um, businesses in the community to be involved in um, really great change. Yeah, Some I love change. that. I think mm -hmm. I think it takes. Um, those big corporations yeah. saying this is, you know, more than one voice. Exactly. <laughs> For yeah. sure. Mm -hmm. And I, I think when you stand together with a group of people, you don't feel so isolated. Mm -hmm. Right. And many of them were feeling the same way, but didn't know how to get started mm -hmm. with bringing forth um, some conversation that mm -hmm. could be really impactful. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh. so that's the one of the biggest things we've been doing. Um, we had seven interns this last semester. Wow. And they did a phenomenal job. Um, this is Pride Month. Um, yeah, that's right. So um, we are celebrating LGBTQ rights mm -hmm. and doing some education centered around that. Um, we have a diversity story time this weekend, a tie-dye party mm -hmm. um, this weekend, and lots of other activities that can be found on our webpage. Mm -hmm. We have summer camp coming up um, in July and August, um, two weeks of multicultural camp and one week of a middle school advocacy camp. Oh, nice. And I did mention the movies in the park previously. So those are those are really the activities Big that we're activities. focused on right now. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, that's yeah. so... Really engaging with the community post-COVID mm -hmm. has been important. We really didn't stop at all mm -hmm. during that time. We were able to, because of how our building is laid out and um, the spacing 
um, in our gallery, in our classroom space, um, we were able to continue our small group programs. Mm -hmm. And so our interns um, really had a great um, impact, impactful experience this last semester, whereas some locations had to shut, shut down. down. Right, so. right. And um, speaking of your uh, space, which mm -hmm. is, I love your space, and just, uh, just a quick mention that HREI and the Arts and Culture Alliance work really well together. We That's collaborate right. a lot. We have our art studio tour preview, uh, reception. preview reception there on August 20th, I believe. Yes. And that will be a great night. Right. And we also operate our Kids Draw Architecture yes. out of that space, which is a really nice exhibit space. And I think you have a really cool exhibit there right now, right? Yes, it is. One of the interns did a um, Pride exhibit um, mentioning icons that have really stood up for um, LGBTQ rights, mm -hmm. and um, that was her primary, you know, closing project. Every intern that participates, we've had over 33 interns since wow. I've been there, and every intern is expected to provide, leave something for education. Mm -hmm. oh. So whether that's a part of a trunk or an exhibit, mm -hmm. that is part of that becomes part of their project. Mm -hmm. And so um, this particular one, we never had our own pride exhibit and so um, mm -hmm. Sarah Scott from Whitworth did an amazing job. Oh that's that so project. cool. And, and how you, long will that be there? Uh, for Well the for month? now the whole month the whole but month it will June. be an annual exhibit that oh. we will provide during pride month and oh. we'll probably add icons as we go. That's right awesome. sure right. and so um, if people wanted to find out more information um, where what where do they go? They would go to our website at www.hrei.org our next exhibit is going to be Embrace, and it's going to be Embracing Patriotism. Mm. And so we've asked our community to submit artwork centered around key phrases mm -hmm. like liberty and justice for all, we the people, um, these truths should be held self-evident. Mm -hmm. Those, All those terms were part of the call to artists, and um, we're looking forward to showcasing that after June 19th. Oh, that'll be really cool. Mm -hmm. I'm looking Yay. forward to that, too. I know. Yeah, Got to check those out. Great. And June 19th is our annual um, community conversation. We have a leadership panel that includes um, city leadership, law enforcement, um, members of our community that are people of color, mm -hmm. um, living in different circumstances, and we have um, our interns participate in that as well. We're hoping to have some people centered around economic development since growth is a big topic Huge. this sure. year, mm -hmm. um, and some doctors, physicians, um, post-COVID, and we'll be talking about things that have impacted, issues that have impacted our community, and how our community feels about those things, and give leadership an opportunity to participate you know, participate in that conversation. Mm -hmm. And we have a chili cook-off. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Who doesn't love chili? Yes. <laughs> Not, I love chili, so I don't know who doesn't. I know. <laughs> it's yummy. Maybe that should be our next wild Ooh, Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I, I make a that. great vegetarian chili. Well, I was going to say a Jack Daniels chili. Oh! <laughs> well, how about the vegetarian chili with, with Jack, Jack Daniels in it? Yeah. <laughs> you do a little... Just, just remind me I don't get to sleep with calories. <laughs> That's right. I get my own tent. Yeah, Kristen and I shared. We shared a tent we last all. time. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll throw a break in there. Yeah. <laughs>
Hello from Tubbs Coffee Roasters. Founded on simple pleasures but defined by a complex process, Tubbs Coffee Roasters is a unique addition to the local coffee scene, offering crafted house blends and single origin whole bean coffees of exotic varietals and unique processing methods. We invite you to visit our website, tubbscoffeeroasters.com, for our latest roast selections, current relevant operational information, and links to our social media. Tubbs Coffee Roasters, globally sourced, locally roasted. All right, we want to know a little bit about the history of HREI and how it started and... And why. Uh, and why, yes. Explain that to me, because I don't think... I didn't know about HREI for a long time. I drove by the building for years, had no idea what was going on there. So tell, tell me more. Yes, yeah, so the building itself is a 1904 Battery Railway Exchange. It was really never meant to have people in it, but at the height of the conflict with the Aryan Nation here in North Idaho, if you know that history, mm -hmm. they marched the streets, they made things a little challenging and mm -hmm. complicated, um, berated people, um, caused commotion and conflict, mm -hmm. and at that time, um, a group of concerned citizens came together. They formed a task force and they basically sued the Aryan nations and they won that lawsuit. They brought in Southern Property Law and won mm -hmm. that lawsuit. I remember that time, yeah. Yes, and um, there was a shooting. A woman and her child were shot at the Keenans and that's what sparked that wow. lawsuit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so from that, a philanthropist, they, they burn the compound to the ground. Mm -hmm. um, and from that, they, um, a philanthropist came in and donated a million dollars. They believed at the time, that group of citizens believed and still believe mm -hmm. at this time, that education is the key to getting rid of hate and bigotry. Right. And so our role was always an extension, an education arm of that task force on human relations, the Kootenai mm -hmm. County Task Force on Human Relations. And there are many, many um, icons in our town that were involved in that. Norm Gissel was an attorney. Tony Stewart continues to be a human rights um, advocate. Mm -hmm. Mary Lou Reed was our first president. And there are numerous other mm -hmm. individuals that served at that time. And um, they really set the tone for the education work that we have always done. Um, the first goal was to find a location that would be suitable, one of high visibility, that would always recognize the good in our community. And mm -hmm. so that's how the building came into play. Right. Um, it was centrally located downtown. Mm -hmm. It was a huge space that could have classroom um, capability. Mm -hmm. So yeah. most of that money was um, donated and utilized for that first part of the renovation mm -hmm. um, and probably about the first 10 years of what the work that the organization did. Right. And from there, we became our own 501c3 and, um, you know, worked really hard over the years with different boards and, and primarily the same mission. It wavered just slightly. Um, mm -hmm. Each 
you know, couple of years, but it was always centered around human rights education. Right. And so the focus d- depended on what was going on in the community. Mm-hmm. And so now, um, when I came on board as the executive director, there was a lot of change going on. And right. we basically reestablished the organization as a more modern organization. We rebranded, mm-hmm. we looked at our mission, which really remained the same. We changed a few words, but the intent of the mission was the same, and really focused on capacity building. They had um, employees that were always focused on either fundraising or education pieces, but never about the building of capacity. And so um, we had to figure out some way to be sustainable on a regular basis. So this year, we put together the Human Rights Education Institute um, endowment. So oh, yeah. We wow. finally have an endowment after 25 years. That's oh, that's great. That's really great. And so that is building mm-hmm. um, currently, and we hope to have that fully vested by the end of the year. And um, it'll take a couple of years before you can, you know, utilize it to benefit the organization. Right. But that is a key focus for us um, is that capacity building piece this year. Right. Oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, I love that. I know. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. And so um, I, I think there's a lot of drive for human rights education right now. There are mm-hmm. four task forces in the region. We serve eastern Washington, northern Idaho, and western Montana. Oh, you That's do? That's 55 school districts. Oh, wow. So, and I in, did not know that. Yes, and in um, the 1920 year, we had 5,004 volunteer hours. Our program is one of the largest in the region. And um, as I mentioned before, we served 33 interns. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, seven is a lot of interns in a semester. Yeah. And so I would say that we've been very successful over the last three or four years to build that capacity that has been needed mm-hmm. um, for our programs. Mm-hmm. So to continue. Wow. I love it. It's I great. Love it. Me too. So, um, so where do you see uh, the Human Rights Education Institute going and, and, um, and benefiting the community in the future? I um, I did research when I first um, came to HREI, and there was a proposal in 2007 to um, kind of renovate that building even further and expand and open it into the park as more of a cultural center. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember that plan. Yes, mm-hmm. and um, uh, I have kind of brushed that off and resubmitted it to city planning. And there's a lot of work to be done Mm -hmm. in that space as we have closed the chapter on the Four Corners project. That was actually proposed at the beginning of the project, but our building is the last sector of that. Part of that, yeah, okay. And Mm. the city staff and I are working really closely to ensure that the integrity of the building can be maintained. Mm -hmm. We're doing the roof this year and hopefully creating this three to five year plan um, that can be nurtured to build something great in that space. So mm-hmm. have have some more additional community space that opens in a city park. Right. It's already very well used um, community wise, like you said, yeah. yes, and Culture right. Alliance uses mm-hmm. it, several other nonprofits partner with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is what it's intended to be, is a community space. We have mm-hmm. very few of those. Um, 
my background is in Parks and Rec, and we have very few indoor community spaces available, and this is one of the prime locations that can be used. For right. That. And so to be able to build it out just a little bit and um, continue that mission of HREI along with all of our other partnerships, um, we do a lot with the tribe and um, the Arts and Cultural Alliance and many other nonprofits that could benefit from um, some of that education space, mm-hmm. an additional classroom space, an additional arts and craft space mm-hmm. um, that maybe could open up some public arts and craft programs through Parks and Rec. And Which so, would be so fun. It would be yeah. great. Yeah, for sure. Would. And um, so I'd love to see that come to fruition. I'd also love to see a little um, piece entity outsider building off to the side in the grass space some kind of a serenity space or a peace walk Mm -hmm. that could have maybe a yoga outdoor yoga pad and um, or tai chi or tai chi like a peace garden kind of like a peace garden Um, and maybe memorialize that to the task force or tony stewart who has done some of these oh yeah centered around civility and peace that's great So does HREI have any needs from the community or is, you know, is there anything that people can do in addition to donating money? Mm-hmm. Yes, for sure. Participating with our programs is key. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, liking us on our social media platforms and sharing that information is also key. Mm-hmm. Um, again, donations are always welcome. We, we do run off of grants and, and donations. Mm-hmm. But I think outside of that, we need volunteers and we need um, labor to assist in um, organizational structure. So when I say that, I mean things like um, we're getting ready to go through lots of old exhibits that have that I haven't even viewed that are like in storage. So if somebody has an art background or has time as a retired teacher, we need volunteers to take time to be able to look through some of these and catalog. Mm-hmm. Data entry um, is always good. We need equipment like paper, toilet. Mm-hmm. We have to run a public facility. Literally, our bathroom is used on a regular basis. We're open to the public because we're right outside the park. So this would be a great time to go to Costco and actually have a good reason to buy some toilet paper. That's (laughs) correct. (laughs) Paper towels. um, We're constantly using water. Mm -hmm. Um, So we have both bottled water for kids' camps, the small half size, and then we also have Brita filters that need to be purchased because we do like to try to be as economically friendly as possible. Mm -hmm. We are in post-COVID times, so um, sometimes that's not the best situation. Right. Right. We do snacks. Um, We'll be um, hosting people in our building all summer, so we like to always, you know, for exhibits, we like to have snacks provided for them. So Mm -hmm. even um, juice or gift cards for staples, if you have rewards, we have Fred Meyer and Staples that can be um, used mm-hmm. um, to help benefit um, us. So you can mark your rewards to us or Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. Uh, These can, are all good. Mm-hmm. Yes, Amazon Smile. And if somebody wanted to come and help, how would they? How would they get involved? How would they? contact you to get involved? So there is a form on our website that goes directly to our volunteer coordinator. Oh, perfect. And um, it's a short form, 
And then we have more of a volunteer onboarding process that mm-hmm. happens after that. But that is the best way. So that email, uh, I mean. Yeah, HREI.org. Yeah, that website right. I gave you earlier is the <laughs> right. best website. Did you know that right here in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho, we have one of the nation's premier anti-bullying programs for students? Since 2006, Stu Cabe and the Ovation Company has been helping students and educators reach their full potential by following this simple philosophy. Work hard, play fair, be kind. For more information on how to make your school a kinder place, visit www.ovationcompany.com. I feel like HREI, especially in, in recent years, has had a lot of, uh, been right at the center of a lot of conflict in our community. But I am, I am sure that there are some very positive stories that have come out. Do you have any, any, anything that you can tell us about um, just something really <laughs> positive? So um, I, I will say a couple things. Okay. <laughs> First, I'll talk about the kids. Yes. So it's always incredible to have kids come to our kids' camps. And during the multicultural days, they get to experience, you know, seeing a, a peer their age in another country. So we, we region it off by the days by um, regions of the world. And so mm-hmm. it's kind of like a passport for the week. And um, they get to try food. And they get to do games that uh, um, are culturally um, part of that, you know, that region. And um, so it's always, it's always interesting and fun to watch their expressions when they try food that they've never tried before. (laughs) (laughs) So on Asian American day, we brought mochi ice cream in and (laughs) the parents came back the next day and said, what was that mochi thing that they had, you know? And I'm like, you can buy that at Costco. That's right. <laughs> Four flavors. Strawberry <laughs> is my favorite. <laughs> or they have uh, nopalitas, which is cactus, and then we created in a salsa. You can buy it in like a relish. Oh, and cool. so they get to try cactus. Uh-huh. Um, and then dirt, when we cover Egypt, we give them... Um, Egyptian tea, which is tastes like black licorice, sweet Ooh. black li- licorice, uh-huh. and so they get that cultural experience. And some people like it, and some people don't. But their faces are priceless, yeah. and, right? And it's the pressure. They all try it because there's this pressure to Gotta try it, it because mm-hmm. all their kid, all the kids are around doing it, mm-hmm. and so almost everyone tries the food, and that's most great. of the time they all come back for seconds. Oh, that that's is a, fun. That is a fun story that's for sweet. sure, right? Yeah. Well, and kids, I mean, they're, they're the best. That, I mean, that's the reason that we're doing all this mm-hmm. is to build a better community through our children for our children. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they get um, quite the experience, and um, it's probably the biggest joy of the work that I do is mm-hmm. having the classrooms come in. We This last semester, we've had a kindergarten um, homeschool class come in and they are so smart and such a joy to participate with each week yeah oh I love that well we just love what you do Jeanette this has been so nice we're very proud of you very proud you're doing it's been hard work and especially during this last year 
but we feel so gratified and so thankful that there is a place like this to have safe conversations exactly. and build community and we're so lucky teach our we kids. are lucky yeah we are well thank you so much for joining thank us. you for having me oh yeah wonderful so make sure you go to hrei and check the exhibits out go online and see if you want to volunteer or donate because we really need this in our in we our do. community we do and, and your hours are monday through friday right Yes, as of this week, we're open on Saturdays. Oh, okay. 10 to 4. So oh, after great. Memorial Day and up through Labor Day, we are open on Saturdays. On Saturdays. Yes. So, good to know. Yeah, it's yes. a good place to visit. It's a great space. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot to learn in there. So, so check it out. Stop mm-hmm. by. Yes, for sure. Thank you so much. Thank you. you. Bet. So I'm Allie. And I'm Callie. And whatever you do today, make sure it's creative. Add a little flair to your special events with Scraps Barbecue, a great catering choice for your next gathering. Specializing in golf tournaments, sporting events, and more, their commercial kitchen can be on site, or you can choose to have a fully catered meal delivered right to you. Known for their authentic Santa Maria style tri-tip and tequila lime fish tacos, they can customize the menu to meet your needs for groups of 20 to 2,500. Contact Kevin at kevin at scrapsbarbecue.com or check them out on Facebook. The Allie and Kelly Artcast is brought to you by the Coeur d'Alene Arts and Culture Alliance and sponsored by The Ovation Company, Scraps Barbecue, Tubbs Coffee Roasters, and Coeur d'Alene Portfolio Real Estate.